Hello, my beautiful friends. My name is Bryn Wise, and you are listening to the Grace Mama Grace podcast. I am a mom who struggles with mom guilt, and I am working tirelessly to overcome it. It is my mission to help you remember that you are enough, exactly the way you are. You are the mother your children need, and you are perfect as a mother just because you love your kids. Let's do this. Hello, hello, my beautiful friends. So excited to be back here with you today. And for the first time ever, I am having a guest on that I have actually never met in real life. Me and this beautiful human, we met on social media and I adore her. Her name is Elizabeth. She is a mom of three and her littles are very close in age to mine. She's got a four-year-old, a two-year-old and a cute little baby who's only four months old. And this beautiful mama has an amazing message that she wants to share. She is someone that motherhood, just like the rest of us, has torn her down a little bit. And she has shifted her focus and wants to in turn make motherhood something that actually builds her up lifts her up and makes her a better person and has lifted her up in body image in ambition in her own mental health journey. And as she and I were chatting on social media about this, I was like, you know what? We just need to, we just need to get on, we need to get on a podcast. We need to talk about this. And so we're just going to chat about it today and see what comes of it. So my gorgeous friend, Elizabeth, talk to us, tell us all who you are and all the things. Okay. You like made me tear up. (laughs) Just, man, I love talking to you already. And that just, I don't know. I think I just felt all like the culmination of mother, like all the good and all the bad. And I'm just so excited to kind of share my story and and talk about that um, today. Um, So yeah, so me, my family and I, we live in Fort Worth, Texas. Um, my husband, we've been here for almost five years next month. It'll be five years. And, um, my husband's getting a PhD here. So we are students, student family and, um, almost done (laughs) hopefully. And, um, (laughs) let's see, I moved around, um, every couple of years. So I lived East coast, Midwest, West coast. So just kind of all over the place and just, um, like you said, have three beautiful, wonderful kids who I am obsessed with. And um, yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> pretty no, much awesome. me. That's awesome. So tell us more about, you said when we were chatting that like sometimes motherhood just, I mean, you just said I'm obsessed with them. And I think sometimes <laughs> it's like, I know I've seen these like funny memes or whatever that like you can totally love your kids and also be counting down the minutes to bedtime and nap time. Right. And I feel absolutely that that is something as moms that I feel like we're honestly not that good at like talking about. I think we all feel it. And it's kind of this like unspoken conversation that we all understand, Mm -hmm. but I totally want to make that just like a normal thing that like, we totally can be obsessed with our children and like love them so hard. And then also just admit, you know what? sometimes motherhood rocks my world right yes <laughs> so I know 
as I was saying that, I was thinking I'm obsessed with them, but sometimes I don't like. Them. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. <laughs> totally. I actually, my niece the other day, she totally quoted, oh my gosh, I just blanked on what movie it comes from. Oh, it's from 10, how to lose a guy in 10 days where she's like, I love you, Binky, but I don't have to like you right now. Right. Yes. And yes. my niece actually Every said that. Day. To, yes. My niece totally said that to her sister and my niece is six. Okay. And she <laughs> said that to her like three-year-old sister the other day, like, I love you, but I don't have to like you right now. She's never seen that movie. Mind you. So At least I don't think so, but <laughs> man alive. It is so true, right? Like we love our kids, but sometimes we really don't like them yes. and, and it's okay. It's all right. So yeah. Talk to us, talk to us a little bit about that and your journey. Okay. There. Yeah. So I, I kind of want to start with, um, kind of my like beginning motherhood experience. Um, so I got married fall 2015 and, um, and got pregnant so I got married in August, got pregnant that December. So it was like pretty close after getting married. Um, so we were still like honeymooners, like still really getting to know each other. Um, and I got pregnant and I like hormones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I felt so bad for my husband. And he was, you know, getting to know me. And I was like, I promise I'm not this crazy, like just just, you know, trying to figure out, you know, what's happening to me, what's happening to my body, what's happening to my life, you know, all these like crazy, just life changes. Um, and then we um, moved out to Texas when I was six months pregnant. Um, and, uh, and, you know, that, that wasn't so bad. I think a lot of people, cause I I'm used to moving around growing up. So for me, that was actually kind of like a breath of fresh air, like, oh, it's kind of a fresh start. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, let's, you know, have a good experience. Um, but I, I didn't realize it at the time, but I was completely depressed mm-hmm. throughout this whole experience. So the whole pregnancy, um, depressed, and then afterward also depressed postpartum depression, really bad. Mm-hmm. So I, um, so it kind of started out rough and just continued to spiral um, in the moment, I mean, I know you just said like, now looking back, I know I was depressed. Did you know that you had postpartum depression as well? Or was it kind of just like, yeah, I didn't know, um, until yeah, I, yeah, I just didn't realize. And everyone says, you know, motherhood pregnancy is so hard. And I just thought this is it, you know, this it's so hard. You're right. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. I'm dying. You're right. This is hard. So I didn't really, I didn't realize it until about um, my, until my first was about five months Mm -hmm. and I, and by then it was really bad. Like I, I had nightmares every night that I would wake up to like sit up in bed, like, just like gasping, like, is my baby okay? And just couldn't sleep. And just, I mean, it was really bad. Mm -hmm. And, but I, but yeah, I didn't like recognize it because in the moment it's hard, especially when you're not in a good mental state. Um, but I was one night I was breastfeeding her and I was like looking on my phone, reading, um, an article about postpartum depression. And I just started sobbing because <laughs> like every single thing that it listed, I had, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, like I, yeah, that that's happening to me. This is happening to me. Yep. Like I can definitely relate. 
Um, and so just kind of coming to that like realization was really hard because accepting that you aren't okay is really difficult. Oh, <laughs> that you totally. <laughs> oh, totally. Right. Like yeah. as women, we just want to, we want to do it all. We want to have it all together. We want to, and it's yeah. hard to like, nope, I actually, nope, I need help. <laughs> yeah. I need help. Yeah. It's, and it's scary too. Cause like I've heard stories of, of horrible things, you know, with, with postpartum depression and, and, um, and I was worried. And of course, again, not in my, not in a healthy mental state, I was terrified. I was convinced that they were going to take my baby away. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, all that, again, just like culminating spiraling, I like, didn't talk to my husband for like a couple of days. I like, and then finally like, I talked to him and he kind of helped me through some stuff. Um, but it took me till she was nine months to like actually get help, mm-hmm. which anyone listening <laughs> do not wait that long. I mm-hmm. look back and I just wish that I had gotten help sooner. Cause I, I, it was needless to suffer any longer. Right. Well, anyway. I, I want to ask like, cause I know sometimes it really is hard to ask for help. And honestly, a lot of people, okay, cool. I need help. Where did you go? Like when you're like, okay, no, like I need help. Where did you go to find that help? Yeah, that's a really good question. So I, well, so first I, I, I talked to my husband and it was really good to, you know, have him on my team and just, cause again, I was so afraid that like, if someone knew that something awful would happen. Right. So um, usually I talk to my husband about everything, but I was so scared, you know, that, that I had, that my baby would be taken away, which looking back, obviously it was fine. It would be okay. Um, but even if that happens, if you, if you are having that experience, it's okay. Like it's better to take care of yourself and your baby will be okay. Um, so anyway, I, um, so I first talked to my husband and we, I called my OBGYN office I was like the like that was the only thing really I knew what to do. Mm-hmm. Call the doctor, um, and they um, kind of said, "Okay, well, um, this is what we recommend. You can come in, or you can um, see a therapist, and or we could get you some medication." And so I I I knew that if I went to the doctors, usually what they do is is prescribe you medication. So I was like, "Okay, well, I." I mean, I don't mind taking medication, but I would rather try something else first. Mm -hmm. So I, um, I, um, and, and this being said, I think I I was trying lots of different things. I was, you know, getting outside every day, exercising, you know, just trying everything I could. Um, but it was also hard because I was, I, I wasn't taking care of myself really. I mean, like I wasn't like cleaning, I wasn't cooking. I wasn't like (laughs) I just like could only take care of my baby and that was it and like go for a walk. So mm-hmm. it was pretty, it was hard to even like do the basics. So I eventually went to a therapist um, and that changed everything. Like, and that was really scary too. Cause there's kind of a negative connotation, which I think is changing that mm-hmm. like, I'm so glad that's changing, but, mm-hmm. but like growing up, you know, it was kind of like, Oh, like that's really bad if you need to go to a therapist, but mm-hmm. I loved it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wish I could talk to a counselor every day. I um, and but- can I just put a plug in there for that too? Yes. Like, 
I don't know. I totally have had so many therapists and stuff. And honestly, like there's a big push right now for like life coaches. And honestly, yeah. they're glorified therapists. Like yes. they really are. And it's, and there is nothing wrong with that. Cause what is a therapist? Like you break it down and it is someone who has literally studied the brain and how to listen and how to ask good questions. Right. Like, and what is wrong with having a friend that listens well and asks you good questions when you're trying Mm. to process hard things, right? Like that stigma that I, I totally grew up with too. That stigma that like, Oh, you must be way messed up if you need therapy. Right. Like, no, we're all messed up. We are all messed up. (laughs) We all had traumatic stuff happen in our childhood, whether it was on purpose or on accident or whatever. And we all had seeds planted in our brains that like, oh gosh, I, I am not good enough because of this, or I, I suck because of this, or Mm -hmm. I'm inadequate because of this. Right. And it's, it's not, creative. It's all the same thoughts. It's all of inadequacy and not not enoughness. Right. But it's all planted and stems from different roots in our childhood. Um, Yeah. And it's, and we're surrounded by imperfect people. mm -hmm. Um, so even though they're trying their hardest, like our parents and teacher, you know, everyone around us, even if they have good intentions, I mean, none of us are perfect. So (laughs) we're all going to be messed up a little bit. (laughs) Amen. Oh yeah. I have a friend that says, I love this. She's like, I just want to make enough money from, to have, to get my children, uh, therapy <laughs> after they, after they're out of my house, because I know I'm going to mess them. <laughs> I know. Right. Well, there's, yes, there's been so many times where me and my kids talk about, you know, we, every day we try to learn about Jesus is what we call it, call it. And we just have like a spiritual lesson and it's like three to five minutes because their attention spans are just tiny, but 99% of the time when we're talking about like repentance or saying, I'm sorry, or whatever, like 99% of the time I bring up examples of like, remember how mommy was really mean yesterday. (laughs) And they're constantly like, oh yeah, I remember that. You know, and I was doing my hair, my daughter's hair this morning and she was pretending to be a fictional character. And I was asking her like, oh, is your mommy doing your hair? And she was like, oh yeah, my mommy's doing my hair. My mommy's kind of mean, but, and I was like, oh man, like guys, I'm trying, like I fall short and I give my kids consequences and, you know, like if they make a bad choice, they got it. There's a consequence for that. But I'm like, oh, in my little two-year-old daughter's head, like he thinks I'm mean. (laughs) I'm like, ah, crap. Right. So I totally, I totally second that. Like even, even me, I've got a degree in early childhood education. I know how to talk to little people. I love little people. They're my jam. And my two-year-old thinks I'm mean, right? Like, it's just, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. We're just, we're doing our best. best. (laughs) Oh, it's fine. Um, But I love, but yeah, like the therapy, they, they give you tools Mm -hmm. so that you can like actually combat you know your your problems so you know like changing your negative thoughts changing seeing what the truth is and versus what you're making up in your mind you know mm-hmm. like these tools are so powerful um and they were able you know they like changed my life really <laughs> mm-hmm. just just amazing 
you can purposefully, you know, intentionally train your brain to do certain things. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of times we just kind of unintentionally train our brains to do a lot of things that don't serve us. So Mm -hmm. when you are intentional about it, it's much, much better. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, so that, that really helped me. I only saw her. So my husband, because he's a student, we got, we were able to get, um, like free, there was like up to six, uh, meetings with a counselor. So that was really great. Um, cause I know, you know it's hard as a student family, but, um, but so I did that. And then the therapist herself was like, yeah, I, you know, I would recommend, um, trying some medication, um, for you and seeing how that works. Um, cause it does, you know, help the brain. So that kind of helps me feel better to have her recommendation um, just cause I knew a normal doctor would just give me medication, but if someone else <laughs> said that I trusted, it was like, okay, I'll try it. So mm-hmm. I tried it and, um, I had a really low dosage, but I kid you not like, and they told me like, this should take like two or three weeks to kind of like work. But within days, I felt like a cloud had lifted from my brain. And that like the sun was finally shining through, like it was crazy. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> I feel like myself again. Like I, wow, like I, I can think clearly. I can, you know, make sense of what's happening. Mm-hmm. I can, um, yeah, it was just, it was just amazing. So I know um it's also kind of a controversial thing for some people medication but if anyone you know feels like they want to try it my experience has been really positive well um, and can I just plug something in there too (laughs) I I really feel like it goes back to exactly what we were saying earlier that like as women it's just really hard to admit that we need help sometimes Mm -hmm. and and really truly like you guys, like, you know me by now, right? Like this podcast is called grace, mama grace, because I want you to give yourselves grace. And there, there are certain limits in our lives that, you know what, we just need help. And for me, I wanted to do unmedicated childbirth. I tried twice. I failed twice. And so the third time I was like, you know what? (laughs) I live in the 21st century epidurals. Don't give me weird side effects. My babies have been fine. I love them. So I am not any less of a person because I want to use modern medicine, right? And when I am, when I have headaches, like I am a baby, I do not want a headache. So (laughs) yes, I'm going to drink my water. Yes. I'm going to eat healthy. Yes. I might put some peppermint oil on my shower, but I'm also going to take some Advil because I don't want to have a headache anymore. Right. A hundred percent. And, and I just really believe like I feel like there's so much beauty around like tuning into your body and let it be natural and let it be as unmedicated as you can. And I feel like, cause like I've got friends, I've got sisters who are like hippies, like hippies and there's nothing wrong with them. I love them <laughs> immensely. And it's totally yeah, one of those, definitely. like, it's totally one of those, like to each their own. Right. But I, yeah. I also love the, like, if you are someone who needs a little bit of external help, there is nothing wrong with you. There is yeah. nothing wrong with you. Right. And even like, even the silliest things, right. Oh, yeah. If we, if we can all agree that if I eat 
a salad for, for lunch and it makes me feel good. And then instead I go, if I choose not to eat the salad for lunch and instead I go to the greasiest place in town and order like the biggest thing ever. And that makes me feel lethargic and sluggish. Like we can just all agree that the stuff that we put into our bodies either helps us feel better Mm -hmm. or helps us feel worse. And so like the, the medicines we use, the oils we use, the the, even the media we put into our minds, the, oh yeah, the, like everything that we put into our bodies, into our minds, into our hearts, into our mouths, it either helps us or harms us. Right. Mm-hmm. And so just giving yourself the grace of, you know what, if you need a little bit of extra help so that you can feel your best, stop shaming yourself, stop shaming each other and just feel your best, right? Slow clap. Amen, <laughs> sister. I know. Oh. Yes. It's so true. And I think, um, I think, you know, social media, especially it's, it's so easy to see so many different opinions and so many different ways of life that you are constantly like questioning, you know, am, am I doing this right? And, you know, <laughs> I mean, obviously I can be better in so many ways, but then you just get so overwhelmed and just, you know, right now I'm working on being really, you know, looking inside. I don't know. Have you read Untamed by Glennon Doyle? I have it. It's literally on my bookshelf because I want to read it. It's I so I just bought an audible and I've just listened to like the first couple chapters, but so good. She talks about, um, like her one experience where she has like older kids, like teenagers, I think, and she has a son and daughters and they were having friends over she went into the room and asked, Hey, are you guys hungry? Would you like something to eat? Um, all like her son and his friends, all the boys didn't even look up, like kept looking at their games or the TV or whatever. And like, yeah, yeah, me, I want some. The girls looked at each other silently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she's like, and somehow telepathically, they picked a spokesperson. <laughs> And this little girl said, no, we're good. Thanks. And spoke for the whole group of the girls. And she said like to her, that was like, wow, like we teach our girls, you know, they look outside themselves. Mm -hmm. We look, we kind of teach them to like, look at what other people want for us Mm -hmm. or what do they expect of us? And oh. the boys were like, oh yeah, I'm hungry. You know, they, they're looking inside. They're like, yeah, I'm hungry. But the girls didn't look inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were focused on what other people thought. And oh, that, that I, I've thought about that example. so much. Oh yeah. It's like changed my life. So I'm trying to be better at like, okay, like what is it that I, you know, want? What is it that I feel? What is it that I need? You know? Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's so powerful. <laughs> to yes. Like really center yourself and come at it from, from inside. Oh, totally. And I think one of my favorite books that goes right hand in hand with that, it's called love your life, not theirs. And it's by Rachel. I just spaced her last name, but it's Dave Ramsey's daughter. Okay. Okay. And she's amazing. And, um, in it, she talks about like today's day and age. And she talks about like, 
okay, this is what my dad's take on money and all the things, but my dad's like 50, 60 years old, right? Like, let me talk to you about it because, um, hello, we've got like Venmo and PayPal and Facebook and Instagram and like the whole concept of like not comparing with the Joneses is so much harder now because the Joneses don't just live next to you or in your cul-de-sac or on your street. Now the Joneses are your 5,000 friends that you follow on Instagram, right? Yeah. Or, your, or your several hundred people on Facebook or, or whatever it is, right? And we're constantly just in this like comparison mode. And so yeah. just really turning to that, like, I love my life and I'm not, I'm not comparing to other people. So really like and that is huge. Yeah. Exactly what you just said. Now I'm totally going to read that book next. It's so good. (laughs) Yeah. And really, truly like just giving ourselves permission to like, I care about my opinion of me and Mm -hmm. I care what God thinks of me Mm -hmm. and everybody else. Like, I love you, but you can suck it. Like, (laughs) excuse my French, but like, really, you don't, yes. pay, you don't pay my bills. You're not going to yes. be my, my judge in Israel or whatever. Like uh-huh. you don't matter. Yep. <laughs> I love you don't you. get to decide. <laughs> no, no, you don't. And I'm going to choose what is best for me. I'm going to look exactly. inside. I'm going to be going my own heart. What do I feel good about? Yeah. How, how am I going to judge myself is, do I feel good about this decision? And obviously if you're married, like your spouse probably should be in that equation as well. Right. But what do I think of me? What do we think of this decision together? And what does God think of me and everybody else suck it? Right. Like exactly. None of their business. (laughs) No, none of their business. As Rachel Hollis says. Yes. Um, and that goes perfectly with, um, so I was just kind of pondering, you know, like what happened, like, how did I get out of that? You know, mess (laughs) I mean obviously we talked about therapy and medication but like I feel like I have grown so much through this motherhood journey and so I've been pondering about it and I really think um because I had hit rock bottom (laughs) like motherhood like it just I totally it just broke me apart (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. everything came out and but I slowly have been putting the pieces back in and they've been stronger pieces And I really think it's because I decided to just embrace where I was as crazy as I was, because what I, what I kind of learned was I'm not going to make permanent change until I love myself Mm -hmm. and not a, you know, not a narcissistic love, but, but a God love. How does God love me? Mm -hmm. I need to love myself that way. If I don't, it's just going to be quick fixes, you know, to look good. Or you mean like on the outside, not on the inside. Mm -hmm. And I think just, um, yeah, just embracing my body, you know, it changed a lot and I hated it for a long time because of that. But when I chose to just, okay, you know, like this is where I'm at right now and I can't wait till I'm, you know, a certain size to love myself because I'm just going to waste life (laughs) and I'm going to waste experiences and I can't wait. I can't wait to do things. If I'm, you know, not feeling great, I just got to do it. You know, I just got to, got to try 
I just got to try now, you know, now's the time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think just that really changed when I decided, okay, you know, I'm just going to start now because if I don't, (laughs) you know, life's just going to pass me by. So I think, um, choosing to love myself in all aspects and, and, and that's not saying, you know, um, not trying to like improve right Mm -hmm. but just loving yourself the way god does you know like not caring about what you look like what you um you know mistakes don't let those bring you down forgive yourself and come back up you know Mm -hmm. and um because god loves you no matter what and um and again I I'm trying to improve every day. I'm trying to, you know, feel good. I'm trying to, um, be good, you know, all those things. And that continues to help me and I'm still loving myself. And it's a lot more fun because it's like, (laughs) I can be proud of myself instead of always beating myself up. Um, so anyway, that has been through, through this whole motherhood experience of, you know, hitting rock bottom, but also just getting back up has changed my life forever. And I've learned like um, more than I ever would (laughs) and loving these little humans and having them love me, even though I yell at them. Mm -hmm. And even though, you know, I'm not a perfect parent and they like still want to hug me and Mm -hmm. snuggle with me. And it just, you know, it's just, wow. What a, what a powerful, wonderful thing, you know, to, to grow in that way. Yeah. And the forgiveness that they have for us is, it blows my mind all the time. Yeah. And, um, I, I love everything you said about like body image and I could totally, I mean, I'm a health and fitness coach by profession. I could, that is my passion. That is my jam. So I, <laughs> for the sake of not repeating myself, I, I episode five is all about like giving yourself grace with your mom bod. And I, yes, like I just a slow clap for you (laughs) (laughs) on everything you said. I totally agree. And I totally remember that I, I'm a pretty active mom. Like I love to play. And when my, I listened to this book called the year of yes by Shonda Rhimes. She's the person who wrote, um, Grey's Anatomy and Scandal. I want to say I'm not a big TV person, but I know those are big TV names. Yeah. I haven't seen those either. (laughs) Yeah, I've never seen them myself, but I know those are big, but, um, she wrote that book and there's a part in that book where she talks about like, want to play and saying yes to your children when they ask you to play with them. And it's hard. Like when you really become aware of it, like it is so easy to just like, not right now, like I'm making dinner or I need to make dinner or I need to finish this, or I need to change the laundry or I need to fold the laundry or I need a dishwasher or I need to call dad or I need to text this person or I need, you know what I mean? It's just so like our to-do lists never end. They, they Mm -hmm. never end. And instead, like just when our kids specifically say the words, mom, will you come play with me? Or mom, do you want to play? Like, yes, yes, I do. And even if it's a yes, I do want to play with you. 
give me five minutes while I finish X, Y, Z, and then literally set a timer. Like I'm going to set a timer for five minutes. I, and then it keeps me on task. Like I really, yeah. need to, I really need to get dinner into the crock pot or whatever, but in five minutes, I'll come play with you. And I literally Alexa set a timer for five minutes. Right. And I then I love that. Yes. Oh, she heard me. <laughs> Hold on. Let me Alexa. <laughs> Yeah, hold on. <laughs> Alexa, stop timer. Oh my gosh, that is so- <laughs> that is so funny. Um, but anyways, but like literally setting a timer, and and then as soon as that timer goes off, it keeps me focused. It keeps me like, yes, I I do need to finish this. I'm going to finish this, and then in five minutes, we are going to play together, right? Yeah. And I remember my son, like right when I was hugely pregnant with my daughter Ellie, um. He was like, mom, come run with me. And I was like, dude, like, I can't like my back hurts. (laughs) I I am so pregnant. I literally, I cannot run right now, (laughs) but I would like tell him as soon as this baby comes out, I'll be able to run again. And so you better believe he remembered that. Like the second Ellie was born, he was like, you can run with me now. (laughs) And I was like, well, not Uh... like I literally just gave birth. Like and so I tried to put it into his own little brain, like, let me stop bleeding first. And then, <laughs> yeah. then when I'm not bleeding anymore, then I can run with you type thing. So almost every day, mom, are you bleeding still? And I was like, it's like four-year-old yeah. little brain, like, yes, but I'll feel better soon, you know, type oh, thing. Sweetheart. And then, yeah, like the second I, I felt good enough. And the second my doctor approved, like, yeah, you can work out again. I mean, I was not fast, but I did, but you I, did start, I did start running with them. And it was exactly like you said. I mean, I had, that was 40, 45 pounds ago. You know what I mean? And my body, my back still hurt from my pregnancy. And I was not in a super great place to be the fastest runner. And I got tired really fast, but you know what? I, that doesn't matter. Yeah, and exactly. And your kids do not care. No, no, they don't remember that in any way, shape or form. Yeah. And, and it's when you are willing to do those things and you feel good, like you, you're not, when you are loving yourself and not worried about other things, it teaches them to do the same. Mm-hmm. You know, they, I think that's what everyone wants for their kids, you know, is to, to respect and love themselves. And so when you do that, and just, and you, you're teaching them to just live in the moment when you're like, okay, yeah, let's do it. Instead mm-hmm. of, oh, you know, I don't fit in these pair of pants. So I can't, you know, how ridiculous is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't not play mm-hmm. if you, yeah. If you don't feel, feel like you fit a certain mold, you know, just, mm-hmm. just yeah. do it. <laughs> I know. And one of my, one of my best friends, she's a mom of five and she has the shirt that says jiggle is good. And I love it. Right. Like I love it. And it's totally true. Like, I think sometimes again, we're, we're looking outside. Should I run with my son? I I'm going to jiggle all around, right? I'm going to look like an idiot, but you know what? Internally, what do I want? Do I want to run with my kid? Yes, I do. Okay. Then I don't really care what everyone else thinks of me. I'm going to run with my kid. Perfect. Beautiful. Exactly. Amen. Amen. Right. (laughs) I know. Hallelujah. (laughs) So good. So good. Okay. Well, before we close it out, anything else you want to share with us? Um, let's see. I kind of took some notes, but (laughs) I think that was pretty much it. Um, 
Yeah, I think I just, I don't know, when I just think and talk to friends and think of other mothers, I just, like when I see another mom struggling, I just want to hug them and love them because I see all the good, even though they don't. And I think other people see that in us as well. And I think just accepting where you are, knowing you're doing your best, loving yourself for it will just relieve so much anxiety and bad feelings and will just help you feel the sun, you know, think clearly and just enjoy where you are with your kids right now in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would just want to hug all, all of you <laughs> listening and just say, you're doing amazing. Um, just keep at it. And, and we all love you. We're all clapping for you. We're all slow clapping for you mm-hmm. <laughs> and just respect mama respect (laughs) amen respect mama respect i love that i love that and yes and one one more thing i wanted to add before we wrap up is just when i feel like i've talked about this before but it's one of those things that i i talk on my social media a lot so i'm not sure what i've said where but um i I'm a huge advocate. There was a a time in my life where I just like, I was, I don't know if I had postpartum depression. I don't know if I just had depression. I don't know what was going on, but I was struggling Mm -hmm. to find joy. And I, one of my, I have this blessing that's um, for those of you who are the same faith as me, it's called your patriarchal blessing. And in my patriarchal blessing, it talks a lot about joy, like having joy, having joy, having joy. And I was reading it one day because I had a feeling that I should. And I was just like, I don't feel joy right now. Like what is wrong with me? Right. And I just got this like spiritual prompting, like, okay, find it, like actively find the things that bring you joy. And so I literally just like for two or three weeks after that, I just made a mental note of like, okay, I'm feeling joy right now. Why? What did I do? And just made a list, like literally a physical list of, I feel joy when I make my bed. I feel joy after I shower. (laughs) I feel joy after I get ready for the day and I have shaved my legs and I feel feminine and cute, right? I feel joy when I am wearing a new pair of underwear versus the ones that I've been wearing for five days, right? Or whatever. I feel joy when I go outside. I feel joy when I exercise. I feel joy when I go on a walk. I feel joy when I listen to music that is that makes me want to dance. I feel joy when my sink is empty versus overflowing with dishes, right? I feel joy when I talk to specific friends of mine that just bless my life and make me happy. Right. And so I feel joy when I lean into my relationship with God and say prayers and read my scriptures and immerse myself in, in messages from his living prophets and, and all of those types of things. And I just literally, I made it one of my affirmations that because I immerse myself every day in the good word of God, because I shave my legs and shower and change my underwear and go outside. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I made, I made it this affirmation to remind myself every day because I do these things, I feel joy in my life. 
And it wasn't like overnight, right? Like it took me a couple of weeks to pay attention what, to what brought me joy, yeah. but I have never sunk back into that place since then. And, and so really just mamas, whether it's postpartum depression, whether it's comparison depression, whether it's COVID depression, whether it's life depression, whether it's motherhood depression, whether you're just feeling those feelings of just mental, right? Just pay attention to whatever it is that brings you joy. And if it's knitting mama, you knit and you don't care what other people think. And if it's dancing, mama, you dance and jiggle is good, right? Mm-hmm. And if it's, if it's petting your cat uh, while you sit on the floor, like it doesn't matter, right? You pet that cat. Yeah, you pet that cat and you don't care what anybody else thinks of you. So just- I love that. I love that you were looking inside, like you mm-hmm. were finding, you know, looking inside. Cause I think a lot of times we think, oh, I'm supposed to be doing this because this is what a good mother does Mm -hmm. where that's like such a fictional character we've made in our mind. Um, but yeah, looking inside, what brings me joy, Mm -hmm. What that's like key. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's 99% of the time, it is the simple things like shaving my legs, making my bed and changing my underwear, right? Like it's so simple, (laughs) but but it really makes a difference. So (laughs) (laughs) oh man okay well beautiful mamas I hope this has been as good for you as it was for me um really truly just give yourself grace give other people grace and pay attention pay attention to your mental health because if you are feeling those feelings of hardship depression anxiety sadness loneliness you're not alone and there is help and you can find it and reach outside of yourself, talk to your spouse, talk to your loved ones. Therapy is wonderful and beautiful. Tune into the things that bring you joy and do them unapologetically. Okay. All right, my friends, I love you and we'll see you next week. All right, you guys, that's it. Thank you for sticking around. If this message spoke to you today, please feel free to share it with someone you love. It would mean the world to me if you would leave this podcast a quick review from wherever you're listening from so that other mamas can find it too. Be sure to find me on Instagram so that we can be friends in real life. You can find me at Bryn Wise. Thank you for making the choice to become a mom. Thank you for loving your kids. Remember that you are doing better than you think you are. Remember to lean on your village. Remember, the biggest contribution you make in this world might not be something you do, but someone you raise. And always remember to give yourself grace. This was written, this was written, this was written.